You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into another edition of Judd's Hockey Show with Declan, both co-hosting and producing as always. And Declan, today's show is going to be all about the important position of goaltending and the Minnesota Wild and what the Wild should do to fix, as it says on the graphic, if you are watching this, their goaltending issue. And you told me that you have come with graphics here. I did. So, like, you are very passionate, and I don't blame you one bit, very passionate about the subject of goaltending. So what I want you to do is I want to start with with your points about the position in general. Okay. And then let's get into the, the Wild's current situation in goal okay what we think that they should do with those players goaltenders and then delve into the subjects of potential trades and or free agent possibilities okay so the floor is yours to sort of lay the groundwork here uh as i guess that this is sort of part two of uh, judd's hockey show part one last week the pursuit of a center which is a very difficult thing and then part two and you start us off here the pursuit of and what to do about goaltending, which is, as Billy Garrett said in his end-of-the-season press conference, a definite issue for the Minnesota Wild. Hey, man, we all know goaltending is uh, one of the most important positions in all of sports. It's also one of the most random positions in all of sports. The variance, the change, everything about it is so weird. It's so wild, but it, and it controls your destiny, right? And there's no secret that the Wild's goaltending was awful last year. It was not good. Um, and Garen, for him to come out, I applaud him to say that those two guys aren't aren't going to be uh, deserving of a spot yet. I mean, they, they have to prove it, and we have to address it. I respect the hell out of that. But the point I kind of want to make is, and this comes from Rob Vollman, who is a hockey analytics guy. He wrote a great book about five years ago uh, called Hockey Abstract. It explains how to build an analytical hockey team, how to build a hockey team in the salary cap era, using different metrics and, and more appropriate ways to build your hockey team. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was take kind of what he said, and he has a big chapter in his book about goaltending and save percentage and how change can happen year to year, and it's almost a given whether you're really good at goaltending or you're really bad at goaltending. So what I did, Judd, was I went back to the last two full NHL seasons, so 2017-18, 2018-19. I admitted what's happened in this pandemic and in this bubble situation just for the sake of this exercise. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with this graphic for you here on the screen, and I know the listeners can't see this, but our viewers can see this. Okay. This graphic right here that's on the screen right now were the five worst goaltending teams in the 2017-18 season. And as you can see from 31st to 26, Hurricanes, Senators, Sabres, Islanders, Oilers, Canucks, and, and a putrid save percentages, right? Especially the Hurricanes. Yeah. 839. You know, 850 is also 850, terrible. 850, awful. Yep. Um, just really, really bad. These teams were horrible at goaltending. In 2017-18. Now, some of them made some changes, obviously. They went out and and they bought low on guys, and they they made significant changes, right? Okay, so 
Now I want to show you where those teams finished the very next year in save percentage. Those five worst teams. Okay. Okay, and again, for our viewers that are watching this, I'm sorry for the listeners. Go back and watch us on Twitter. I'm sure it'll be there. Those same five teams that finished bottom five finished the next in the next season they finished here in save percentage. The Hurricanes ended up finished 14th. So they jumped 17 spots. Still not a great Still save percentage, great. but they jumped but a lot. But they basically yes. became league average in save percentage. The Senators did nothing to help the themselves. The Senators jumped a very little bit. They jumped up four spots from 30th to 26th. Craig Anderson, man. Yep. The Sabres jumped up seven spots yep. from you know 29th to 22nd. The Islanders go from the 28th worst save percentage in the NHL in 1718 mm-hmm. to the number one. The number one save percentage because they got Robin Leonard. Robin, yeah. And now did anyone think when they signed Robin Leonard to a one-year deal, he was going to win a G.D. Jennings trophy? No, but and he, he had gone through what a substance abuse problem in Buffalo, yep. had a lot of problems, dried out, got himself right, and was outstanding for his year there, and then jumped to the Blackhawks. And now, of course, he's with the um, Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Okay. So, And then the last two teams on this list, the Oilers, who did not move, they went from 27th. They stayed in 27th from consecutive full seasons. That's a crime. And then the Canucks jumped up 10 spots. Jacob Markstrom continued to improve. They improved their save percentage 10 spots. They became league average in save percentage. Okay. Right, so th- those. my point is those bottom five teams, basically the majority of them significantly improved their save percentage. And that's what happens. It's random. Some of it takes free agent ads. Some guys are you buy low and, and different systems come in. Obviously, Barry Trotz going to the Islanders definitely helped what their goaltending looked like a lot last year. We've seen that before with Minnesota where you put the right system in place. You can plug in some guy named Devin Dubnik, and he turns out to be a very steady goaltender for you, right? Mm-hmm. So last point I want to make is you're probably saying, well, yeah, those are the bottom five teams, Declan. Of course, those bottom five teams improved. They were so putrid, you know, that they're, they're going to eventually be better. Well, what if I showed you the top five teams in save percentage from those two seasons, okay? okay. So I'm going to again. The top five teams in save percentage from 2017-18 were the following teams. First were the Predators with Pecorine, 923 save percentage. He obviously was leading the Chargers. He started like 70 games, I think, that year. The guy was in net all the time. Sure. The Ducks were second with 923. The Kings were third, Jonathan Quick, 920. The Jets were fourth somehow with Michael Hutchinson in net. At 917. Okay. And then the Maple Leafs were fifth at 917. All these are really high save percentages for teams. So again, instead of improving, you know that regression is going to come from those same five teams. Okay, so I'm gonna, now I'm going to show you the, the, the top five teams in save percentage from the 2017-18 season, Judd. And these were five teams that probably aren't too surprising who were up there. So you had the Predators who were number one with a 923 save percentage. Pecorino was unbelievable that year. Mm-hmm. Second were the Ducks with John Gibson still plugging and placing and, and doing a tandem there. They were 923, just tied with the Nashville Predators. Third were the Los Angeles Kings, Jonathan Quick on his last legs, but still a productive goalie. They, he stopped 920 save percentage. Sure. The Jets at 917 were fourth, and the Maple Leafs were 917 at fifth. So, again, similar to what those bottom five teams did, they jumped up. Well, you definitely know that regression is going to come for the top five teams that were in save percentage from the year before as well. So, as you see, those same five teams that were number top five, all of them came down to earth a little bit. The Predators went from first to third with a 914 save percentage. The Ducks went from second to ninth, so still they dropped 10. six spots, but still top ten. The Kings absolutely crashed. The Kings hit the absolute 
you know what and fell yeah. 21 spots. That's a bad team. Yep. The Jets fell four spots. The Maple Leafs fell four spots. This yep. is my long-winded way to say, even when you're horrible at goaltending, odds are you're going to improve somehow. It, 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 there isn't really a, a, like a, a, a clear-cut science to it. You're just going to improve. And those five teams that were really good, they're going to regress a little bit. Now, are those five teams better off than the other five bottom teams? Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just to prove the point that I don't think it's smart to just go out and throw a bunch of money at some big free agent goaltender like Braden Holtby or Robin Leonard and say, we fixed it. We fixed it. Now, obviously, the Wild were so bad last year, of course, it's going to be an improvement. But odds are, if I was running the Wild, I would definitely buy low on someone like Hudobin or Grease or even Aaron Dell, for God's sakes, in San Jose. Like, I would rather buy low on someone knowing that— Careful on Aaron Dell. Knowing that you will be better than you were last year. Well, I think the most important question that Garen and and the Wild staff has to ask itself— is as they go about uh, trying to retool a roster, which is, you know, not horse bleep. It's not terrible. But I think the most important question and the answer that they really have to come to is this, Dex. Where are we? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you sit down and say, where are we? Because I think what you do is you go get a – if you are going to make a, a significant investment either through um, trade assets or or financially in the free agent market in a goaltender – if the answer is we are close, which by the way I don't think the wild is really close, but let's close. but let's say it was. Yeah. Let's let's say the answer was we are close. Then then you have to work it backwards of saying the most important thing becomes the playoffs then as well, right? Because what you want to do is ride a goaltender. If you think you've got that guy, and I'm with you. This is incredibly dicey and tough. But I think where the wild conversation to me gets to be far easier is the simple question I posed. Where are we? And I think if if Bill Guerin asked us that question, hmm. I would say, look, I think you got some components here, and you're certainly not a mess. It's not like you're totally lost. You've got a blue line that's filled with some pretty damn good players. You've got some wings who are ascending. But you're not there yet. And we've talked about this before, as we delve into where the Wild is currently with its goaltending situation, is they're not at the point now, and I think this is the point of your exercise as well, they're not at the point where you pull the trigger on that being the move. Like the center, I would pull the trigger. Like yeah. if I can get that guy, I'm getting that guy right now. Yep. Um, goaltending to me, though, is is probably the last part of the equation because you would literally, if you were to go make a big investment, if you were to go out um, in October, November, when free agency does start, and you were to sign Holtby, that would be saying we're there. That right. would that would be saying we are now there, and this is the piece. To me, the goaltending piece, if you make the investment that, that you are basically cautioning them about, and I think that we agree on this, that is basically saying i've got this puzzle and i'm missing a piece like the one piece the centerpiece yeah um that's that guy and i just don't think they're there yet i really don't and so if you're cautioning about be careful about making this the priority i'm with you completely now in two years i might not be in two years i might say you gotta go get the guy right uh, but if I can, if you come to me tomorrow 
and I'm Garen Dex, and you say to me, I got a center to sell you, and I got a goaltender to sell you. I don't have to give it two seconds of thought, do you? No. I, I think we agree completely here. Um, and look, goaltending has changed. The league has changed. Things have changed. But just from a strategic standpoint of building this team to get to where you want to go, I would make changes in goal. So um, I'm not going to say that, that I think Dumnik and Stalock should stand pat and that's it. I would mix things up a bit. But I'm also not going headfirst into the deep end of the pool at this position quite yet. And you're right, man. That's that's exactly what I don't want the Wild to do. And there's some there's some top guys out there. We obviously have seen we we know guys like Matt Murray's out there, and and uh, you know Robin Leonard is out there. I just I don't think the Wild should be in the best interest to be throwing five year contracts at a goalie oh, right now because totally he, it, it. it doesn't make any sense. I'd rather patchwork. I'd rather patchwork with the Cam Talbots of the world for one or two years and figure it out if I if my guy is Kapo Kakinen. And figure out that way. I'd, I'd rather do it. I, I, I think your defense is strong enough still mm-hmm. that even if you were able to, tr- even if you traded Brodeen this year to get that number one center, you traded Dumba as the centerpiece. So you, you pluck away someone from the defense. I still think the defense is good enough that that goalie is most likely going to look good. I really do. I, I, I think last year with Dubnik and Stalock, it was that's the worst possible outcome for goaltending. And Stalock was not terrible. He wasn't. But like the eye test. Garen tried really hard. He tried really hard to put a positive spin on Dubnik by by talking about um, the position in generalities. But he kept coming back to, but Stalock, you know, his teammates love him. He yeah. said, they, this is really a question, unfortunately. And look, there were things on the ice as far as the struggles went off the ice with uh, Dubnik's wife. Um this is, this comes down to one guy who had a terrible year. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a Staylock. Now, now I do believe that you need to draw the line on Staylock and say this is your role. Yep. Like, like let's not let's not be let's nobody should say that's a top goaltender. <laughs> yeah. Let's ride with Alex. You can't say that. But Bill Guerin basically was trying to say in the nicest way possible to a guy who had a terrible year, you were awful. Yeah, and it wasn't Staylock. You're right. So, okay. So, right now, on the depth chart, Dubnik, Stalock, Capo. Mm-hmm. What is your... So, let, let's... We'll get into um, outside possibilities in a second. What is your immediate solution with those three for 2020-21? I probably buy out Devin Dubnik. Which is not hard to do. It's not hard it's to not do. It's not going to kill you. And, look, I'm, I'm a big proponent on... I hate buyouts. I know a lot of GMs hate buyouts, um, but Dubnik's is extremely manageable. Yeah, I mean it's pennies, man. It, it it it's dollars. It's 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 really simple. And you might be able to uh, to trade him. I think he's got a ten a ten or twelve team no trade list. Yep. But you might be able to get like a late round draft pick for him. And if, I'm not convinced you can't. Yeah, and I think it's more likely he's bought out than someone says we'll give you a fifth round pick for it. And both of those to me are honestly equal value. Like I I wouldn't be. Yeah. One of those, they offset each other is what I'm trying to say. They offset each other. Sure. With Stalock, I think Stalock comes into camp um, with an opportunity to stick around. Again, I don't think no one's saying, and, and Bill Guerin flat out said it, Stalock is not the number one goalie. And you know what? There isn't a number one goalie on this team. That's why we're doing this episode. That's why Bill Guerin said those things. There isn't a number one goalie on this team. 
So we're back to the same, you know, question marks we've been at for, you know, six, seven years ago when before they were trying to patch works with Kemper. Darcy and, Kemper looks good now, dude. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. And Josh Harding looked good. And then uh, unfortunately, MS caught up, you know, like so. Yeah. So you're back to that big old equation mark of crap. We don't know who our number one goalie is. So you have to figure out what it is. And I, I would say you buy out Dubnik. You have Stalock coming to camp, Stalock and Kakinen right now, as of right now. Let's say training camp starts tomorrow, right? They didn't make a move. I would say it'd be Stalock and Kakinen would be your number one and two. But my gut tells me they're going to sign a goaltender. So probably what that means is that goaltender, whoever they're signed, will be, not by definition, but will be their number one goalie. Whoever it is, whether it's a Cam Talbot, whether it's Robin Leonard, whoever they sign in free agency is going to be the de facto, quote-unquote, number one goaltender. Big, and then, big difference there, though. Big difference. Like Cam Talbot, it's fine. He's going to play. I think Robin's going to cost you now. Oh, yeah. No, yes, of course. Like, I'm sorry. I, should, I probably shouldn't just say that Cam Talbot and Robin Leonard are, are, are on equal playing field. Jimmy Howard? They certainly are. Right. A Jimmy Howard? A okay. Jimmy Howard, Who's like for my, God's sakes. Oh, I, my I honestly feel He's bad for him, but he is so cooked. Um, So... I think whoever I comes in, young. whoever comes in, will compete with Stalock and Kakinen. Yep. Now both of them are able to go to the AHL. I know. I know. Uh, Stalock has a two-way deal. Capo, I believe, is also on a two-way deal. Yep. So you had that luxury, kind of like minor league options. You had that option, for the lack of a better word, to send them to the AHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be then wh- so whoever the free agent signing is is in pen. That's what I'll say. Whoever the free agent signing is, is in pen to be on your roster as one of your two goalies. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And then I think Stalock and Kakinen come in and compete for the backup job. I, I know Garen said both those guys aren't guaranteed spots. I just don't see the Wild bringing in two goaltenders no. from free agency and or trade. No. That just that that doesn't happen. They won't. They won't do that. You're so correct. Wh- whoever it is. Yep. Again, and again, I don't want that to get mixed up. Yes, I know Robin Leonard is a superior number one goalie in Canada. I think he's going to get paid this offseason. Yep, and he will. So whoever the free agent and or trade, I just think it's going to be a free agent, whoever is the goalie that is acquired in this offseason sure. will be in pen on your opening night roster. Uh, I, I think it's like that. Yeah. I think that's obvious. It's kind of yeah. where, I, where I stand with it. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I think Dubnik is gone. And by the way, he played great for a long time. It's just time. Yeah. Um, great job right right now. Uh, and this is a good thing and a bad thing. Greatest goaltender in franchise history, probably right. Backstrom probably. might be second. Uh, I think everything that you spelled out is right. That being said, I don't know. I agree with it. Okay, because I think it's what they're going to do. Like I think you're right. I think they're gonna, I, they're either going to sign or trade. I think Stalock stays unless they get an offer that they like, in which case they might. But I, I think he sticks around. Mm-hmm. Also, the most important part, not to interrupt you there. No, is, no problem. Is that. I'm putting together my thoughts. Whoever they happy. sign yeah. is most likely going to be signed to a two-year deal and is going to be then exposed to Vegas. Or excuse me, to Seattle. Seattle. My apologies. Kraken. It's the Kraken. I love it. Greatest, great nickname. Good job. I, Bravo. I'm um, not as big a fan. Whoever, whatever goalie they sign, they're 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 likely going to have to expose. Yep. So that's another thing, and I believe you know Alex Stalock's under contract, so you can expose Stalock, but like, I don't think you want, I don't think the Kraken's going to look at the Wilds of all the options. They're, the not, taking have. The wild, they're, they're not, not taking the They're, they're not goaltender. taking a goaltender. So yeah, Mark Andre Fleury was exposed. They're not taking a <laughs> right. goaltender. Right. All right. So I've been gathering my thoughts here. Because I think everything that you spelled out that the Wilds going to do is what they're going to do. I have a piece, part two from the athletic Michael Russo. 
Friend of the show. He wrote about Center uh, last time. Does a great job. Love Michael's stuff. Big fan of Jets Hockey Show. He wrote about um, <laughs> goaltending this time. More interesting than the lists that he lays out is the insighting that he did in talking to scouts about Capo. Okay? Yeah. He talked to a bunch of scouts about Capo. And I will fully admit I saw Capo play for the Wild, and that's about it. So I am not a I'm not a cock and an expert. Not many people are. But when it comes to Capo, the people that Mike talked to are like, some people are like, he deserves a chance. Some pe- people are like, he's going to get exposed because his glove's a little bit slow. Long story short, everybody basically said he's not a number one goaltender in 2021. All right. I understand that. But I guess here's my question. Um, if you decide that, and let's say that you go the, de- the Dex plan, you know, let's just say, the, let's say that the scenario you laid out as your plan is right. And they go out and they sign a goaltender or they trade for a goaltender. And now that guy is written in pen. And let's say Staylock's still there. There's no door open now for Capo. Like it becomes very difficult unless Staylock is gone. Removed from the equation. I'm going to go back to the question I asked you at the outset of this discussion. Let's say we are the wild. Okay. You, you I'm Bill Guerin. I'm assistant. You are Tommy Curvers. Yeah. Or hell, you can be Guerin. I don't care. But anyway, the question comes up, and it's a fair question. The doors are closed. The answers are real. The the beer is flowing, and the language is flying. Yep. Where are we? Where are we? I think that when it comes to Capo, who was the American Hockey League goaltender of the year, who as one scout told Michael, has done everything he can in Iowa. So there's no more to do there. Yep. I think the answer is we are at a place where we've got to give him a chance, and this is a great time to do it. You can't have every discussion in sports based around, let's just pursue a championship, Tommy or Billy. Let's pursue that championship and let's do... We don't have a center, okay? We don't have a bleeping center. And so your plan, I think, is their plan. But privately, it's not my plan. My plan is to find a way to get as long a look. And and look, if the answer is we can't have, like my scouting staff says, you can't do this, Bill. Koppel can't be that guy yet, perhaps in the future. Then I got to get rid of Staylock if I'm going to bring in somebody else to start. I've got to see this guy play. I, I'll say this. When it comes to Dubnik at his current age and time in his career, and when it comes to Staylock, I know what I got. Yep. And I'm not winning a championship. Okay? So if, if we are going to go with, Bill, you can't start. If Dean tells me, we can't start Capo. He cannot be our top goaltender. Well, Staylock can't be. Like, that's just unfair. That's malpractice. So then you got to get rid of Staylock too. Um, but I will find it unpalatable if this franchise in the coming season does not find a way to get as much of a look at Capo as they as is humanly possible. So I have a major problem with the answer being, well, he might not be there yet, and we're not quite sure. And if Dean says, I got a short-term contract here, I need to win, I fire him on the spot. This is not where I'm at. I'm at finding out what I have. And the next, among the next bits of exploration, 
is Kapokokkanen. Yeah. I don't know him yet. Mm-hmm. I know Staylock and I know Dubnik, and I know that neither one of those guys is capable of being the guy that if I am someday going to parade Lord Stanley's Cup around the ice, which will be carried by my captain, who is maybe not here yet, um, it's got to be with a goaltend. It's got to be in, with a goaltending solution that I have yet to find. Yeah, and that's and this is hard, man. It's it's hard to pinpoint goaltending and just find your free agent. And that, and that that's what I'm worried about. That's that's exactly what I'm worried about. Is, is I think there's there's this belief that well, you just you, you throw the money at Robin Leonard or Matt Murray and you just you, it's solved. Problem is solved. Ah, like number one, it it might it might work for a year or two, but it, that contract's probably going to play a factor in how you want to finagle and, and build your roster. And also, I just I think it's it'd be far fetched to just assume that if you got one of those two guys, you're automatically going to be a top five team in save percentage, and you're you're just going to be a better goaltending team. You know, so I I think that it, it's so random. Goaltending is so random. Who thought Bob? And Florida was going to be so bad this last year. Who honestly thought that? Somebody should have. Somebody should have. Plays for freaking torts in Columbus, which is the most goalie-friendly thing right. you can possibly do. Dale Talon lost his job because Bob's... Because he signed him to a seven-year... What, right? Yeah. Seven-year, $70 million contract? Mil- yeah. Absolutely stupid. Yeah. But I just don't think the Wild's in a place yet to pull the trigger on the type of goaltender that someday we'll talk about. Yeah, I, I think you are so much better off taking an Islanders route and saying, all right, Robin Leonard has had some issues, but we're going to buy low and he's going to, he's going to turn into Jennings well, guy. You, 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 you go and you try to trade for Devin Dubnik and get him out of and, a bad situation. And if your response back to me is you don't understand, Judd, we want to, we want to play at a pace that's going to cause our goaltender to have to be that good. Then I got to go find a lot of players I don't have right now. Exactly. Like, like Dean's pace was fun to watch and Fiala can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaprizov can do it, my guess is. Yeah. I hope, I think. Yeah. Um, they've got a few guys that can play at pace, but they don't have a roster even close to that yet. Mm-hmm. They they don't have six guys that can play at pace. Like, that pace was fun, and anybody can do that for a week or two weeks, or I go back to it, 12 games, right? But if that's going to be, if your answer is, damn it, we are playing at a pace that's going to cause our goaltender, then I've got to go out and restructure and redo and reconfigure, which they probably have to do to a certain point, that roster. Right. So, yeah, I just, this is a fun exercise, and these lists are fun, um, but I I am 100% team Dex on this, on your points, about as certain as I was last week, you got to find a center. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice. You've got to go find a guy. Uh, This is the one where I can take my time, and I will default to this. I want to see the kid. And last thing, too, just, I mean, if you just look at the Stanley Cup champions the last few years, okay, Jordan Bennington, who who the hell saw that coming, right? Well, and what happened to him? Yeah, and he fell off a little bit in this last playoffs. Most definitely did. Brayton Holtby had a pretty bad regular season for the year the Capitals won the Cup, but he turned it on in the playoffs. He right? didn't no, start the playoffs. Right. He, Grubauer, he, who, who was hurt for the Avs, started that playoffs and got lifted for Holtby. When the Penguins went back-to-back Cups, they pull Fleury and they pull Flurry and put in some guy named Matt Murray. And Flurry became a sieve in those um, playoffs. So, like my my and and Corey, Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford like is not an elite goaltender by any means. He wins three Stanley Cups. Well, he was it's at one time, so, but he's old now. It's so no, you're right. random. Is my point? It's yeah. so flipping random. It's not just 
throwing well, money at a free agent and, and solving it. And you have to you have to be responsible about where you're going to solve your problems and when. Yep. And you have to be. And that's important. Okay, last part of today's fix show when it comes <laughs> to a potential uh, fixing the wild goaltending. I'm going to run through the the um, 2B unrestricted free agent list, Declan Goff. All right, I'm ready. And uh, stop me where you want. Okay. Um, the top guy on this list is 31-year-old Braden Holtby from the Capitals. He's going to get paid. He's probably going to get paid. Yes, probably I say, get paid. I say no. The second guy from the Chicago Blackhawks, you, you just uh, broached his name, 35-year-old Corey Crawford. I don't think I don't know he's going to get paid. He, he's had concussion problems. He's not yeah. young. Um, I also don't. I also don't think that's a fit for what you are doing. I agree with that. Your thoughts? I agree with that. I don't think Crawford is. I would. I would buy low on Crawford of the fact of if you can get me for a two-year deal or a one-year deal, prove it. All right, I'll play because I'm a big believer and there's no bad. There's, He's probably going to be looking for at least three, if not more, yeah, right? Because it's doing at the that. end and he has had concussion problems. No way in hell I do that. Third guy on this list, uh, 36-year-old. He feels like he's 50, my age. Jimmy Howard. Oh, God. I, I Is this a, the type of guy that if you get rid of Staylock, you plug in for a year while looking at Coppelmore? Look, I, I'm a big – I have a soft spot for Jimmy Howard. I've always liked him. but I And, and that Detroit team was one, one of the most atrocious hockey teams ever seen this last year. They were so, so bad. And I, I don't <laughs> think Jimmy Howard is as – what was his – that guy's record was like 4 and 40-something last year. It was so bad. He played against the Wild, and they left him in forever, and he just kept – Giving up goals. You remember that game? Yes. In Detroit? Yes, I do. Stay so, like won that game. So, so, no, I don't want to. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. God bless you, Jimmy, but no. This guy is going to get paid, and I think he is finally going to get himself a multi-year contract from the Knights, 29-year-old Robin Leonard. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've been very impressed with Robin Leonard's story off the ice. I think he deserves to get paid. I think he is a number one goaltender, Judd. I just don't think he's going to fix the Wilds price range. The exact type of guy that I think we'll, we'll be talking about as a realistic option in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe, and, and, and he's taken, and I think Michael points this out, he's taken back-to-back one-year deals Yes, to prove and that. And been traded in the and, meantime and, and, from the Blackhawks. And, and, and to prove that, now pay me. He's not going to take a third one-year deal. Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> 39-year-old from Ottawa. We'll go quickly on this one. Craig Anderson. No. Okay, thank you very much. No. Um, from the Canucks, he beat the Wild in the qualifying round. He is 30. Jacob Markstrom, I think he's going to get paid probably by the Canucks, but he is going to get paid a lot. Yeah. And I think Vancouver, they've got some decisions to make, but I think they're going to keep him. I'd be shocked if he leaves Vancouver. He's a great goalie. I'd love to have him. Call about Brock Besser then. Yes. No kidding. But I, no, it's probably not, not a possibility. 34 year old. And this probably fits more in Thomas Grice. Islanders. I'm in. I'm totally in on this. I wonder what he would want. Yeah, I'm but I'm totally in on this because I don't I don't think he's gonna be someone that's like, I deserve this contract, blah, blah, blah. How good is he? I think he's good enough. He that's I mean my, he won the Jennings tandem with I Leonard know, but and the Islanders. You brought it up yourself, though. You you play for Trotzy. Trotzy, Trotzy loves to bore you. I, I think I think Grace is he's the exact guy I would want. Okay. I, I I have him circled as definitely I pick up the phone okay. with his agent and I kick I start the dialogue. Yes, he's okay. one of them. Two more names from the Flames. He is thirty three Cam Talbot. I uh, yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm in because again I, I think there he fits what the transition plan I'm aiming for. I don't look at him as like all right. like, like he's not a stopper. He's not a number true number but one. Nobody fits the plan. But he fits the plan. But Stalock has to be gone. Yep. 
He's got to be gone because I've got to play Koppel. Yep. So, yes, he, he, he is part of the plan. So, yes, I pick up the phone. And the last one is a man who was once drafted by the Wild and never <laughs> played here, and he was traded to Boston. I he think, is now oh. 34, Anton Hudobin, who has been playing in place of Ben Bishop, who stunk and I believe is also injured. Or he um, is injured. I would have been more on on board with it if he if he didn't have to replace Bishop and he's up in his stock. And I now, think he's staying in Dallas. Yeah, and I think he's, he's, gonna, he's probably going to stay. Um, I just I don't think uh, the Wild. I don't think he's going to be interested in the Wild services, and I think he'll be out of their price range. So you've got Grice and Talbot as your two, and that does make sense. For free agents, yes, because I think that those are those are doable deals. Um, okay, before we get to potential trades, I'm going to throw in a wild card. Okay, a wild card, and it's with the ninth pick in the draft. Do you consider Yaroslav? Is it Halak? Askarov? Oh. No. In the draft, the I believe he is a Russian goalie. He is the hottest thing since um, sliced bread. He is going to be potentially available with the ninth pick. I personally take a center, but do you consider trying to solve your problem long term by taking a goaltender? with the ninth pick, who's supposed to be very, very good. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I I don't think they are in a position to be drafting a goalie project for two, three years. If you want to draft a center project for two, three years, Man, we're on the same page it. today. Do not, we're too do much on the same not page. not do this, dude. Do not do this. No, please don't draft a goalie. No, 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 it no, takes no. Them, it takes them too long. Um, You know what? If they were... Okay. I would do it if they were a little bit more behind where they are. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Like if their blue line was okay, not great. They didn't have sure. a center. Kaprizov was another two years away. I might consider it. I might consider it. But I'm with you. The The days of um, a, a guy like Tom Barrasso being drafted by Buffalo, I believe fifth overall in 83, and basically stepping in seem to be gone. Like these are development projects now. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wow. move on. Let's complete our exercise here with uh, potential trade targets, okay? And I am going to uh, sort through my papers here, and I'm actually going to go back to what Russo um, laid out as the potential trade targets, trade options for the Wild. Let me tell you right now that I am reticent on all of these names because I think what the Wild would have to give up to get th- these guys should be devoted towards the pursuit of a center. Okay. So I'm going not I'm not going to be big on un, unless the trade was an absolute steal for me as the Wild. I'm probably not going to be big on trying to make a trade because I think your trade assets need to go towards a different position. Okay. We'll start with this one. Matt Murray who who in this story Russo reported that Garrett tried to evidently pry loose in a first attempt to trade Zucker to Pittsburgh. Or Tristan Jari, who it sounds like the Penguins now might be trying to trade. or No, no, no. I'm sorry. They're now trying to trade Tristan Jari, and that's who the Wild tried to get. Murray is now, I I mixed this up, going to be available. And so do either of the Penguins goaltenders intrigue you in a potential trade? Murray does. I mean, Murray intrigues me just because I think he's a really good goalie, but but you brought up a good point of the assets that you'd have to give up to get him are too significant, and I'd rather see those assets go to a number one center. Um, Jari, if if he is, if I can get him cheap, if I don't have to give It'd up a lot, more, yeah. sure, sure, yeah, why and, not? And, and you can't. No. 
He's going to cost you now. Right. So I don't think those are realistic options. No. I love Matt Murray, but no, I don't think that'll happen. From the Columbus Blue Jackets, sir, uh, we, we have, is it Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merlikens, who are both, nice. who, okay, the problem in Columbus, dude, I can't tell mm-hmm. because Bob was great too. Guess why? Their system works really well. Right. But the problem is Columbus, by its nature, inflates goaltender value without you seeing them stripped away from the Blue Jackets system. Yeah. So, again, I think the asking price is going to be enormous. And are you getting a great goalie, or are you getting a goalie who is who is good but is also the product of a great system? I'm out on both those guys. I Yeah. It, it, it's. I think one of them won't cost you a lot, which is Do why. You? Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. I, I don't think they'd cost a ton. They wouldn't cost the same as Murray or Jari. So I'm interested in, in that cost, but you bring up a good point of of our boy Trotz. I I can't tell. I can't. It's 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 not the same, Judd. But it's kind of like Kubiak. Kubiak with quarterbacks. Kubiak, you can plug it, plug and place these guys yeah. in. Is, does this work? Is this legit? Is Matt Schaub really, really this good, or is it just a system? You know, I I don't I don't know. I I probably would steer away. I'd feel much more comfortable going after a Cam Talbot. An oldie but a goodie from the St. Louis Blues, Jake Allen. Okay, so Judd. I said this was the guy who I was circling two weeks ago and saying, you know what? Screw it. Go get him. Go get him. Really? Go get him. Interesting. Coming off just for a one-year contract. So even if even if he, best case scenario, he solves your goaltending issues. Yep. Worst case scenario, he's out and he's a UFA this time next year. And he's just a complete head case. The yes. problem is, is now with Bennington playing absolute dog bleep, St. Louis is not going to be in any market to be probably, probably trading either of those guys. Is Jake Allen good? Yeah, I think he is good. I can't decide. He's, I think he is good. He's such a head case at times. He is I a can't head case. decide. Not a, I don't think at such times. And I the think wild. He is. And, and and I will always say this. He played really well in that opening round win when the when Yosi and the Blues beat the Wild. But I still go back and look at those shot charts, the heat maps. Right? Mm-hmm. They were shooting for Minnetonka. Yeah. So I can't decide, and and he's fallen apart. I would not. I think it would cost too much to be worth the investment. Now, if I could sign him, if he was going to be a free agent and I could sign him off the market, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, because you know I just plug him in then, but I can't. All right, two more names to go. The Toronto Maple Leafs are such a mess, man. <laughs> I, they won a cup since '67. Frederick Anderson, who was a Boots favorite with the Ducks. Uh, was the latest goaltender to be uh, to end up with the Leafs because he was seen as the guy that was going to be the guy. They got bounced again in the first round. Do you have an interest in 30-year-old Fred Anderson? I do for the right cost. I, I totally do if they're just like, we want out on this okay, guy. Okay, what's the cost? Fifth-round pick. Yeah, and I think they'd want a player from you. Okay, I, I'm not giving you a player. I'm not giving you a significant player. Okay, so you're not going to give them a defenseman, which I would not. God, have. no. No, 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 and no. We're going to no. ask for a defenseman. Kyle Kyle Dubas just robbed the Penguins. I know he did. In fact, I got a quick thought there, too. Okay. All right, last name. 35, Mark Andre Fleury. Leonard's probably, he might leave. So this is weird. It is a weird situation in Vegas right now. Leonard gets traded from the Blackhawks to the Golden Knights. And it looks like you've got a really nice one-two tandem. Pete DeBoer, though, decides to ride with Robin and not Flurry in the playoffs. Flurry's agent, a guy by the name of Alan Walsh, who's been outspoken about lots of things, um, puts together a, what, a meme? Is that the correct 
term. He puts together a Photoshop picture of of a sword through the back of Mark Andre Fleury hell, making dude? a save, and and the name on the sword is DeBoer. Mark Andre Fleury, who by all accounts is the greatest team guy, is like one of the best guys in the league. Ask asks his agent to remove the image uh, from Twitter and I'm sure Instagram. Uh, and then does a conference call basically saying, I didn't approve, but he tries to defend his agent. Long story short, I think if DeBoer's back, which he's going to be, that Flurry's probably gone. Now, this could be, I, I will tell you this, I think the price here could be right. Like, I've got serious questions about the price on the rest of these goaltenders and what teams are going to ask for. I think the price on Flurry at 35 might be right. By all accounts, again, he's a great guy. He might be a great guy to team up with Koppel and to help him. I got to be honest, this one intrigues me a little bit. It, it's intriguing. I just. Because I think to your point, I don't think the asking price here is what it would be for a guy like Frederick Anderson. It's, it's uncertain because of what Leonard's going to do, and they're definitely not. But DeBoer's alienated the goal, you know, flurry a lot here. Right. Which is probably going to cause Vegas to have to do something. Well, then they'd have to get a goalie back in return. And they're not going to take one of our goals. No, I'd give them Stalock back. Well, well, the the one question is the one question is do they come to Robin Leonard with a multi-year contract? And they might. And they might. I could. So see then flurry has gone for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think you could get Flurry for a draft pick. What draft pick? Fourth, third round. Real? I I don't know. I I think that I don't know. I guess maybe they're looking at it as a salary dump too. I mean, he makes a pretty penny. But I mean, he's thir- He's 35, so so let's say he would be a two-year stopgap or something like that. Right. Maybe. I, I think it's too I think it's way too complicated. If you're asking for more, I'm not trading. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's way too complicated personally. All right. That's our that's our attempting to, in the best way possible, fix the wild goaltending. I want to get to one more thing quickly, okay? okay. Here. All right. This is good news. We're gonna close the show on good news if you're a wild fan. And that is this. So the, the Penguins in the Zucker trade traded you what you thought because they were going to be a playoff team before the shutdown, traded you a first-round pick for 2020. But then they made the qualifying round, and technically that wasn't the playoffs in the eyes of the National Hockey League when it came to draft picks, but it was in the eyes of the statistics. And so so they lost and were upset by the Canadians in the qualifying round, and the league went back to, to the Penguins and said, okay, your option in the Zucker trade, do you want to send your two, uh, 2020 first-round pick to the Wild now or in 2021? And the GM of the Penguins, Jim Rutherford, said we're going to hold it till 2021, and therefore, I, I believe it's the 15th pick, correct? Yeah. In the 2020 draft, we're going to keep that pick. Yesterday, the Penguins make a trade in which Jim Rutherford has lost his absolute bleep in mind. Um, he makes a trade yesterday with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. and reacquires a guy that he traded a few years back, Kasperi Kapanen, who is a forward, who's an okay player. He's all right. And within that trade, he sends that first-round pick, which he didn't give to the Wild, to the Maple Leafs in what is a highway robbery trade if you're Kyle Dubas and Toronto, all right? All of that being said, here's the good news. I realize that the addition of Kapanen is supposed to help Pittsburgh immediately and that they're incredibly panicked, and they should be because, oh, my God, Crosby's aging, Malkin is aging. We've got to continue to take shots, right? 
But Dex, the desperation here by Pittsburgh to me, if if you are Bill Guerin and the Wild, and of course Bill Guerin used to work with Rutherford at Pittsburgh, is absolutely great news. Because I think we're getting close to it all falling apart in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And if it does, you got their first pick in 2021. Long story short, they appear completely flummoxed and desperate. Yeah. If you are the Wild, if they fall apart, you're in great shape. Yeah, you are. You could have a you could have, not saying for sure, but you could have a top ten pick if things come as unglued as they appear to. And Pittsburgh is definitely right now going backwards. And I don't think this trade and acquisition's going to help them one bit. Yeah, this is they're at a crossroads to the point of where like they still have Malkin and Crosby and obviously Gensel's still great and Zucker's still a good player. They have amazing offense. They have Matt Zucker's, Murray. You think you think Zook gets moved again? No, I don't think so. I think he might. Um, I I think they have a lot of good pieces, but there's some disarray. So, something's wrong there. I, I heard a stat on on Sirius NHL. Jim Rutherford's lost his mind. That's bef- what's wrong there. Before before they lost to Montreal, that I believe. Before Game Five, they since winning their second consecutive cup, they have lost sixteen of twenty playoff games. That's since correct. They they have they have lost. You heard that right. That's a Minnesota minute that makes the Wild blush a little bit. And you the know? Twins like, too. And the, well, sixteen consecutive don't, playoff don't, defeats don't, tying I'm, the Blackhawks. I'm ready to press. The, the, stop lo- it. the longest playoff lo- losing streak in North America. Yes, yeah, next it. to like the seventy five, seventy six or something Blackhawks. Yeah. Thank or it's you. tied, I believe. Thank you for bringing that up. We um, were raised in the state so, of our baseball team not winning. So I, I think Pittsburgh's yes. in some serious trouble, and this is good news for the Wild. Yes, hopefully they yes. get a top 10 pick. Last thing about that trade. Did you see who was included in that trade? Oh, yeah, Pontus. Yes. Pontus Aberg. 22 games, one goal, five assists, a Fenton favorite, 2018-19. And I believe he came from the Ducks, right? Yes. Or did he go to to the Ducks? Well, I oh think no, he no. Came from the Ducks. No, no. He was traded to the Ducks from Vegas. And had been taken by Nashville during Paul Fenton's days. Pontus Aberg, man, never thought I, I would hear his name again. No, the good news is this time him being included in a trade could help yep. the wild. All right, we have I don't know if we fixed the uh goaltending, but I think we kicked the We've can down it. the road, correct? We addressed it, yes. And uh yes, I think we both agree. That the wild needs needs a the reset button hit a goaltending. It needs to be careful here, and uh, don't go out and trade a lot or spend. All right, Dex, we'll be back uh, next week. I don't know exactly what, what we're going to fix at that point in time, but we will fix something on Judd's hockey show. Thanks for uh, tuning in and pass shoot score. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.